Well, hey there, this is Wesley Smith with another episode of Tree Service Marketing Profits. Welcome. Glad you're here today. We've got a, a very special guest today with ClearVest, a private equity firm, and they'll tell your, their story about exactly what they do for the tree care industry. We've got Mohit uh, today that's going to discuss what they do, how they help, and kind of first and foremost, you know, what a private equity firm is and what they do for the tree care service niche. And uh, Mohit, welcome to the uh, podcast today. Thanks for having me, Wesley. Glad to be here. Yeah, well, so glad you could join us and kind of share what you guys do to help tree care businesses or kind of what the goal, maybe what the focus, what the mission. Sure. Um, so I guess first and foremost, let's start off with kind of who is ClearVest and, and what exactly is a private equity firm? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Happy to, happy to do that, Wesley. So, so ClearVest has been around a long time, uh, 34 years now, um, started back in the late 80s. Um, so essentially, the start of Clairvest was various successful entrepreneurs in, uh, in Canada of the day. So folks who created uh, Four Seasons Hotels, for instance, Isidore Sharp, one of our founders, uh, still on the board today. The Rotman family did a bunch of things, most notably helped start Barrett Gold, one of the largest mining companies in the world. So various leaders in those industries started, started Clairvest with the idea to fund other entrepreneurs in their ventures. And they found historically that you know, this is before a lot of, you know, venture capital, private equity existed, but it was all about um, that friendly source of support of capital to help entrepreneurs achieve their goals. Um, fast forward 30 some odd years later, largely doing the same thing. So um, ClearVest is a private equity firm, which means we invest private capital in growing businesses. Um, and our flavor is around that idea of partnership. So finding entrepreneurs who are heavily invested, top of their game, and want to grow their businesses aggressively. And our capital comes in to help them do that, right? Maybe it's an acquisition, maybe it's investing in a big marketing program, maybe you get involved then, Wesley, or, mm -hmm. or whatever else. We want to professionalize the team, we want to expand it to new markets. Um, and our capital is can be for that growth, or it could also be, we always say, kind of taking some chips off the table or secondary. Um, a lot of times we find successful entrepreneurs are, are great in that they built these great businesses, but the the flip side is sometimes is 95% of their net worth is in this business. Mm -hmm. And that can sometimes be uh, suboptimal. You know, it's great that they know their business and maybe that's where they want all their money, but you know, nothing's ever riskless. And maybe you do want some money to, you know, pay for that college education, buy that house, whatever else. And maybe some of our capital can be used for that. So our goal is to invest in businesses, help them grow. And there can be different uses of the capital depending on the situation. Awesome. Awesome. A good overview. Yeah. It kind of helps clear things up for me too. So been in business 30, 40 years, approximately Yeah, a long time, good track record. So you started off in kind of other different industries, other different businesses, and kind of just kind of evolved into maybe deciding to focus a little on the tree care niche, I guess. Yeah, that, that, that's right. Um, we, we don't focus on any and every industry under the sun. So it's not mm -hmm. like I'm doing, you know, 20 of these podcasts or, or, or video <laughs> channels. Um, it's been a meaningful um, or thoughtful approach to say tree care. We want to be a focus area for ClairVest. And it really started around um, a lot of success and we call it kind of adjacent industries. So we've done a lot in the environmental services sector, um, including kind of recycling businesses, waste management businesses. And, um, and that's led to other, we call them real estate or facility services businesses. We've had a lot of success in the renewable energy sector. Um, some software companies there, some maintenance companies. Uh, we invested in home security in the past, HVAC. And we kind of looked at the playing field and said, okay, 
tree care looks like a very interesting sector, interesting sector for us. We did our, you know, our kind of desktop research, talked to a lot of different experts, um, you know, done our research on uh, the public companies to the extent there's really much to glean. Um, I know there's not much in tree care, but you know, you see Save a Tree out there, you see Aspla and you see others, what could we glean and started talking to entrepreneurs. And I think Wesley, you mentioned this, but beyond like, you know, the numbers and, and whatnot, it's also just a lot of good people, right? And, you know, life yeah. is short mm-hmm. and, you know, having come across a tree entrepreneur that I haven't liked interacting with, um, very collegial, very, very hands dirty, we're going to make this happen. And we like that versus the, you know, the boardroom, white collar, you know, kind of out of the day to day type. So um, interesting sector. I know I can get into a bunch of reasons of why we like it, but also just kind of the softer side of people we like, and I could see myself doing business with. Absolutely agree about the people, you know, everybody that I come in contact with at the TCIA or any, any of our clients we work with, they're just good, hardworking people, right? It's just a exactly. niche that I was interested in to begin with. I think the whole country and the whole world's kind of making the initiative to go green, kind of get into that whole, like, you know, more trees. And then some of our clients are big into planting more trees in urban areas and things like right. that too. Zach, thanks so much for joining us too today. I know he just came on board too in the, in the, um, in the interview here. So Zach, welcome aboard, man. Thanks for joining us today. Hey Wes, nice to meet you. Sorry, you I'm late, by the way. No problem whatsoever, man. We just went ahead and got started, but you can, yeah, feel free to chime in anytime. So it sounds like um, you guys are kind of looking for that kind of established tree service business, maybe maybe the mom and pop, maybe a family owned company. I guess it doesn't have to be necessarily, but good inner working, good, you know, kind of established business, established track record. Are you looking for any type of like certain revenue requirement to kind of get started? Or is that kind of a sort of a case by case basis when you kind of look into a company? Yeah, I mean, Zach, do you want to grab this one? Yeah, sure. So we're 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 investing out of a fund with a with a set. The answer to your question is yes, and the reason is because we're investing out of a fund with a certain uh, size. And for each company that we invest in, Mohit and I spend a ton of time trying to improve the company, work with the management team, identify the problem areas. And so there's only so many investments that we can take on because there's only so many hours in the day. And so because of that, and based on the number of um, team members that we have on our, on our investment team, we tend to target um, typically a U.S. $30 million investment as a minimum. Um, and depending on how much ownership we target as a result of that investment, um, the, the tree care business can be of various size, can be anywhere from $25 million in revenue to north of a hundred million. So is it, is it kind of like, I guess, depending on the size of the revenue of the company and the profitability and all that, is it kind of almost could be somewhat of a buyout acquisition or is it more of a, Hey, we're going to insert this capital in your company, help you grow it. And then now we're a percentage partner kind of on the side type thing or a little both. I, I would say it's almost always the latter, but there are certain circumstances where it looks more like the former for us, the, the really important thing is alignment of interests with the entrepreneurs that we partner with. So we want to know that they have some serious skin in the game uh, and that they'll be motivated to grow aggressively. Uh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because I mean, some people maybe 
and you're right. I mean, it's, it's, you got to have the certain revenue in order to invest the capital where it's worth everybody's while to kind of grow it, maybe double or triple the size of the business. Cause we have some clients too, that are interested in selling their companies from time to time. And they ask me about that. Hey, you know, what, do you know anybody that would like to purchase or acquire a company? But I'm assuming that if, um, if you're looking to just straight up acquire a company, or maybe you have a company that's local that you're already working with, or you're already invested with, that's maybe close by to this company that maybe you could acquire a smaller one to kind of bring in their, their customer base. I guess that's something that possibly can be positioned if, you know, if it's something like that came your way, I guess. Yeah. It's sort of step one, step two, to an extent, Leslie, mm -hmm. as well. So we, we have yet to make an investment in the tree care space where we're working on it. Yeah. But um, that initial investment that is sometimes called a platform, to Zach's point, we are looking for that highly aligned entrepreneur. And when you use the word bio, it's almost kind of as a big of a negative stigma here at ClearVest because mm -hmm. the prototypical private equity firm that you maybe read about in the paper or frankly in some movies is the, you know, I'm the entrepreneur, I'm selling the business out. They're going to put a ton of leverage, leverage buyout on it. And then these guys in New York and Glass Tower are just going to be behind spreadsheets all day and playing these games to kind of maximize value where we, you know, we try to be the opposite again, partnering with entrepreneurs, help them grow their businesses and create value. And the driver for us of returns is not as much debt as humanly possible, but how do we grow revenue? How do we grow the quality of the business? We're quite big on quality, you know, better customers, more predictable revenues, higher margin, um, you know, higher customer retention, lower customer employee retrition. Like we're a big fan of quality and growth to create a uh, great return. It's not playing games with leverage and, and all these sorts of tools. Right. And I'm sure you guys would yeah. be a huge asset to a company that needs that too, because a lot of this equipment is super, super capital intensive, exactly. right? So yeah. you guys can come in and do that infusion and get them kind of off to the ground running if they want to add another sector of their business or something like that. Cause I'm pretty sure like the utility clearance and all those different sectors of the business, a lot of that requires more equipment heavier equipment, larger equipment. So sometimes people may be reluctant to get into that side of the business with the business they're currently in if they're doing residential commercial, but if they have a capital partner to come in and help them kind of get that running, uh, then that would be beneficial for them. And they can add another sector and kind of just keep spreading out the services they offer instead of all their eggs in one basket. We've had a couple of clients where they, they either do all residential, no commercial, they're looking to get more into the utility, or we've had clients that do a lot of utility or commercial work, but they don't do any residential and they want to kind of make sure they bridge it and do both. Yeah. Kind of probably keeps you more protected too in the, in the long term. Probably, you know, ebbs and flows of the business cycle, you know, if it's down market or up market, it's good to kind of be providing service to a lot of different industries in your area. Um, so that's good, man. Yeah, well, good. So you guys are members of TCIA. You guys heading down or up to Indianapolis for the annual event in November by the chance? We're hoping to, yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping they're going to have it. Last year, we did it all virtual. That was kind of a learning experience for sure. Um, but yeah, we've got a booth set up, so we'll, we'll definitely be out oh, there as well. Great. Yeah, it's probably not too actually too far away from you guys, right? Like it's no, it's it's not too far in Indianapolis. Um, uh, unfortunately, less flights these days. So I'm sure we have to connect through somewhere. Um, but would love to make it out. Um, a lot of our time in the industry, unfortunately, has been during COVID. So sure. have met some entrepreneurs, but I'm personally looking forward to the opportunity if if it's possible. Um, and I'll drop by the food. Hopefully, get some nice swag, Wesley. I don't know if you got some nice swag. Yeah, we got a little swag we'll be bringing up there. We'll be bringing some koozies and books and different things like that. 
Um, I guess the next question is, is, is I, I have a personal question. Like if you guys are looking for these, these tree companies or whatnot, is, is geographic location of interest to you guys? Or is it pretty much anywhere across the United States or what? Yeah. I'd say we show. have, yeah, go ahead, Mo. Um, so I would say we, largely indifferent. I would say um, it's, it's usually the other characteristics of the company that kind of trump that. Mm-hmm. But we do realize there's going to be local dynamics, right? If there mm-hmm. might be some more seasonality in certain parts of the country, you might have, um, you know, I guess it depends on like if it's a utility, mm-hmm. you might have some areas that are more union focused, certain types of unions, certain types of contracts. Um, so it's, it's usually the more it's usually the other factors that are driving it rather than, Hey, we really want to be in the Northeast or the Southeast or the Southwest. It's, it's usually around, okay, what are the, what's the opportunity? How does your, how does your kind of customer list look like? What's that predictability? What's that quality? Are you growing with them or not? Um, With residential, to be frank, we probably want to be a little less seasonal. So I might see us more kind of in the Southern parts of the U S just to kind of eliminate a bit of that seasonality. But to your point, there are some firms who are being thoughtful around, okay, you know, maybe in the wintertime, I'm doing other things if I'm not, if I'm not tree trimming or, you know, with the storm work going on, maybe they're still busy. So it's hard for me to pinpoint a certain geography. It's kind of the other characteristics that trumpet. Um, Zach, I don't know if you have a different view or, or thought. No, no, no. I think you summarized it well. That's good. So what, like, let's kind of now get into the mind of maybe the business owner who would be looking for you as well as you looking for that business owner, right? So let's say you're in business as a tree company and let's say you're doing tree service for the last 30 years, you've built your business, you've got some really good revenues coming in. Let's say it's one of your thresholds, 20 or $30 million tree company, maybe something like that, or maybe not, not specifically, but maybe around that number at least, or maybe more or less. And you're kind of looking at it as, you know, I'm working, you know, I've been working really, really hard for a long time. So my family business there's some inner dynamics to, you know, a family business, as everybody knows, everybody's got their own opinion inside the business, right? So <clears throat> I guess in the mind of the business owner, they get to a point where maybe, you know, I've been doing this 30 years, I kind of want to start maybe getting out of the day-to-day operations of the business. And I think maybe a, a capital partner who knows how to grow a business, systematize, streamline, do marketing for a business to grow even further might be a good option for me. What is that process like as soon as they reach out to you guys or, you know, what, what are you guys going to kind of talk about initially and, and kind of what does that look like moving forward from there? Yeah, we'll ask, we'll ask some, uh, some initial questions about the business and see if it's of interest to us. Um, primarily in tree care, that'll be, if you're in the utility business, that'll be customer concentration. If you're in the residential business, that'll be the markets you're in your customer retention, plant health care as a percentage of your overall revenue, mm-hmm. stuff like that, just to see if the opportunity is right for us. We'll ask about the shareholders' goals and what they want out of the transaction. And then um, we'll ask for some preliminary financial information. And we'll try and put together a proposal uh, of how we would value the business, how much we would want the shareholders to cash out, how much Clairvest would invest, how much debt would we put on the business, and then once we're aligned on those key topics, then we execute a letter of intent, which, uh, which is legally binding and, and keeps us in exclusivity for a certain period of time. And then we go away and do our confirmatory diligence, making sure all the tax structures are as they should be, um, making sure that the business runs as it's been represented in the previous diligence sessions, 
um, and making sure that the financials are as they've been represented as well. So all that confirmatory work, and then we close the deal, wire the money and get to work. Awesome. And then I, I guess you hear all these stories about like the owner, once they do something like this, is the owner, somebody, the person that makes this deal with you guys, is that, is, are they like expected to be kind of on board or kind of inside the business still working, be in the face of the business for X number of months, X number of years with you guys as this transition happens or as this partnership kind of evolves? Yeah, it's that kind of hit it when you said kind of shareholder goals and objectives. That's like a, a key step for us to understand, okay, what do you want to achieve? What do you want to be as your future in the business? Mm-hmm. And making sure that we're aligned on that path. If if the entrepreneur is saying, I'm I'm kind of done, I, I don't want to be involved much in the business, that could work, but we would have to understand, okay. Who do you see as being your next line? Who's going to take over that business? How is that going to be successful? And we would need to make sure that those people are heavily aligned with us. Because remember, we mentioned that alignment of interest point. Mm -hmm. Um, The latter might be like, hey, I don't want to give up control. I want to keep going. I have a lot of fire in the belly, so to speak. And I I don't want to sell. And to be honest, that's more usually the situation for us because that lands well with our partnership angle. And how I think we differentiate is we're kind of that friendly, supportive base of capital, not the sharky, you know, sharp elbow type of capital. I think that's really our differentiation in the market. And when it's more of a partner-oriented deal, that's when I think we're more successful. And not to say we won't do more of the, we're buying a bunch of the business and running it, but that's key to us. So early on, once I think we have a basic understanding of the business, so we're able to have an informed conversation. It's like, hey, what, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. How do we fit in? Are we on the same page? And and Zach said it as well, when we learn, when we're doing these diligence sessions, we feel like we learn so much. A key part of it as well is we call it, we call it the 100-day plan, but like, okay, what is that? You know, what's exactly get to work? What is that plan? Are we on the same page? And if we're not on the same page, you know, there's no point of making that investment, but we want to make sure we're all aligned. We're on that vision. And when we make that investment, we're all on the same page to grow and, and be successful um, in, in, in the business. Sure. I think that's super important. We do the same thing when we're onboarding a new client or talking about services. We want to make sure we're on the same page and everything's going to go smoothly as planned and the expectations are set from the beginning. And that's exactly what you're mentioning there. And I guess it's a really good option for companies. In my mind, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, well, you know, at some point down the road, if you've been running your business for 20 years, 30 years, and there's a couple different options you have, especially if you have family that's now a new generation coming up and they're working in the business and you don't really necessarily just want to sell the business and be completely done with it. You want to kind of grow it maybe and still have it for the family, the legacy for the next 10, 20, 30 years, whatever that looks like. Uh, And you guys can come in and really help them double, triple, maybe the revenue and grow their business kind of systematically just with you guys as resources. I'm sure you got a lot of resources with how to grow the business. And that way they're not just completely leaving it behind it's actually still in place. Their family works there. Everybody likes the environment and, uh, and kind of grows with you guys kind of alongside as their partner, right? That's kind of a, one of the goals. Yeah, I guess. That's, that's exactly right, Wesley. And actually, it's not, in, it's not in the tree care industry. It's a different industry. But I'm actually going down to, to North Florida tomorrow for this exact same situation, right? Mm-hmm. To meet with an entrepreneur. It's, um, it's an elder gentleman who kind of runs the business and he has two sons in the business. Mm-hmm. And it's exactly this. He's done very well in the business and he's grown it up. But he's kind of like, hey, there's all this new technology coming into the business. And he's like, hey, I'm not investing in that well enough, or I'm not necessarily building a team around me, but I see this opportunity and I'm kind of getting a little bit older. So 
here's Clarivest. I can take some money off the table. I can support my sons for the next level of growth. I know that Clarivest can help me figure out how to invest in these technology initiatives and help them be successful, leverage our network, leverage our relationships, help build the team around it. And, you know, might get out whatever, $10 today. He's hoping you might get 30, 40 in five years down the line. And that's our goal and objective. So that's a good way of doing it rather than he has options to go sell the business to, mm-hmm. you know, strategic A or B, but he kind of knows what's going to happen, right? Everyone's going to kind of come in. They're going to they're going to kind of cut everybody, kind of destroy the culture. They're going to financially engineer and they're going to roll it into the mothership and he's kind of going to be done, right? So this is mm-hmm. this is a situation I think that that is more often than not what we're getting into. And, you know, we know it takes time. You're going to go out there, talk to them about their business, understand what they're doing and fully appreciate it. it's been their baby for 20 years, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And it's a huge success. And we're hopefully we could take it to the next level and help them kind of continue their legacy and and kind of win um, on another level with us. I guess uh, one more last kind of party question on that particular note yeah. right there is, um, is there some sort of strategic exit plan that's kind of expected five, 10 years down the road with your firm? Or is that totally negotiable, totally customizable? We always say great businesses are bought, not sold. That's kind of the, the mantra mm-hmm. at, at ClearVest. So we might have ideas with it. We want, we'd want to make, I mean, if we're going into an industry we already like, like we know there'll be options, right? Like mm-hmm. we're not worried. Um, so as long as we're continuing to build a good business, like we don't worry, like the exit option will come at some point. Roughly we're thinking five to 10 years, but if it ends up being more, we're okay with it. If it ends up being less for whatever reason, you know, probably not by design, but maybe the our partners are like, hey, something's happening in the business or I see this risk on the horizon or someone just wants to pay a crazy price and I think they'd be a really good partner. Like we have exited in less than five, but the goal being typically five to 10 years and just go build a good business when, and maybe some of our competitors have said, okay, we want to sell to, you know, public company X and they mm-hmm. like this and they like that. And it, it's just, it's a bad way we find to run a business. You know, revenues are going, margins are strong. I, I've said it before, customer retention is high, employee attrition is low. People are happy. They're engaged. Customers like you. They will be buyers for the business. And if not, who cares? We're happy to keep owning it, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, that's true. I mean, if the business um, is turning a profit every year, keep keep rolling with it. If not, you know? yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, this has been eye-opening today, guys. Zach or uh, Mohit, do you guys have any parting words or anything like that that you'd want to share? I know before we leave, we definitely want to get you guys' contact information for people that see this on YouTube or if they listen to it on the podcast, we'll make sure to put that in the show notes and on the YouTube description under the video. Um, but yeah, this has been cool. I think it's great. There's all kinds of services around the tree canner industry that people just aren't even aware of. So it's, it's nice to have people on that are doing different things in the industry, in the niche, in the associations, kind of like we are, we're in the associations as well. So it's been been awesome having you guys on and I really appreciate your time today. Yeah. If you guys want to go ahead and just toss out your, your, you know, contact information or website, feel free to real quick. And then we'll make sure we put it in the YouTube description and uh, podcast show notes as well. Yeah, sure. So maybe I'll start. So uh, Mohit Cancel uh, emails M-O-H-I-T-K at clairvest.com. You can also grab me on my cell 647-927-4807. One one parting thought is I, you know, learning more about your business, Wesley, has been helpful too. And I think, you know, we see it in other industries and some of those adjacencies, but we I do think there's opportunity for tree care firms to step up their game in different areas one of them being marketing. There's a lot of opportunity. And I think what you do could be, could be really interesting. So 
I'm glad that folks are listening to this podcast and being educated, but I think there is another level for a lot of treat care firms to hit. And we see that based on our experience in other industries. Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, and you can reach me at Zach W at Clairvest.com. That's Z-A-C-H-W at Clairvest.com. And you can find our website at www.clairvest.com. And Wes, thanks for having us on. It's always a pleasure to meet with people who are connected in this industry and who are a part of who are part of the industry. So thank you. Yeah, thanks for you guys' time. I think this is going to be super enlightening for people that are kind of looking to possibly put their toe in the water with something like this. And if you guys are watching on YouTube or if you're listening to it on the podcast, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Click uh, subscribe on the YouTube channel. Got more content coming, more expert interviews just like this. So this is Wesley Smith with uh, Tree Service Marketing Profits. Hope you have a great day. And uh, we'll put all the contact information for ClearVest in the show notes. Have a good one. Thank you.